Anyway, Monty's back here, crunching the numbers for what he always does, his bread and butter, giving all the, the fun stats from the event. This is Andrew Drummond, your co-race director, along with Monty, who is really more the race director, barking out orders. I was mostly the the course the course marker, course maintainer. Instagram pusher for everyone that enjoyed the Instagram updates. It was a lot of fun. Kept me motivated to get out every lap. I had to uh, keep the people informed. It's really fun, really fun to follow. I love following endurance events this way, so I hope you appreciated that. And uh, and Monty was mostly recording uh, times and keeping people excited and providing entertainment. Monty, what's up? How are you, Andrew? I'm I'm doing all right. Yeah, it's not you know not really about me, but hey, I sacrificed a lot. <laughs> you know, I I did I did some math. I might have done twelve to fifteen laps up black during the course of uh, sixty five right. hours, which is a pretty good. Uh, that's a good ratio because I did one. So yeah, well, I had to carry carry the the torch for uh, multi laps well, for all of us. Yeah. Um. Yeah. So. Lots to talk about. We are, we we have an interview with Brody. We hope it all went well and recorded and did all that good stuff. We're gonna push that at the end. Awesome, awesome to chat with him and and catch up and hit on some some key things. Yeah. And uh, I guess before we jump into this, we should chat just for a second on sponsors. Not like this podcast is sponsors, but they're event sponsors. Yeah. So got to give some, some proper shout outs and we've got some really good awards to, to follow up on. Um, let's lead off with Nerona just cause they're on the list here. Yep. And this is their first year hopping on in on really like a big event like this. They, they supported Bubba's there's a little, a lap where everyone got some swag, but for this event, we had a Lingen lap, which is their outer, their, their backcountry touring line, which we carry here in the shop. Love the gear, live in it, and uh, gave away a couple pieces. Um, Ryan Trot and and Sarah Engelbrecker. Yep, I'm messing up your last name, Sarah. Sorry. Very generous, and then the um, yeah, the finisher will get a kit too. So Brody is going to get an awesome kit. Turns out he's looking for a clothing sponsor. So really, this, hmm. this could be interesting. Could be, and. Next sponsor will be Ibex. Ibex was uh, here. They're known for their merino wool or wool-based products, and they gave away some awesome swag too. They had some gloves, that wool air hoodie. Yep. Yep. That's an awesome jacket. Uh, Nelson and come on, it's not there. Susan. Mm. It's not ringing a bell, but way off. Sorry need more sleep but they did an awesome job they were there most of the event pretty much the whole event yeah um which takes a lot of commitment from sponsors because it's easy to duck out once the they i mean they were there a ton (laughs) okay 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 yeah they were there a ton yeah um so check them out they're they're pushing i'm getting lots of instagram ads with their good stuff liner gloves and, and that jacket athletic brewing uh company they you know, Gary shows up to all our events, takes care of us, much appreciated. The, and it's amazing watching that, that brand grow up here as 
just in the outdoor sporting space where not everyone needs to, to have a, a full on beer all the time, but they have a ton of different flavors and it's a great fit. They've been supporting everything we've done the past, I don't know, two or three years now. Yeah. And then Lawson's finest liquids. So they, they're always supporting outdoor sports. They, uh, we have some good stuff planned with them. I know I went to rooted last year. They were, they, they were a big sponsor there. And you know, what I love about this is Lawson's John just shows up. I love it when people just show up. Like I don't have to do anything. And he's like, it's an honor to be here. And how can I help you? Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's really great to have him around. Next up true gear. True has been awesome with us in the shop here. They did something super cool, which was, Hey, we're going to send you all of these awesome bibs and jackets and you don't have to pay anything and whatever you don't sell, send back. Yeah. I mean, that's wild. Like yeah. I have so much respect for them and they, they are prototyping some really cool pieces that will be like more East coast specific or touring specific. Um, so that's fun to see. Um, and we had Catherine out. Catherine was awesome. Yeah. yeah. Catherine hung out the entire event. Yeah. She got loopy with the rest of us. Yeah. It was great having her around and, uh, she made, she had a really fun time too. Uh, lap six. The laps, yeah, lap yeah. six, ninth finisher. Yeah. Took, oh, that was Steve. Steve from PA. Um, Steve, do you know, last year did 11 laps in Daymaker touring adapters with Alpine boots? Yeah. Insane. Out of his mind. What the? <laughs> I don't know how that wasn't like a, a highlight, like something to really talk, a talking point for last year, but missed it. Fisher Skis. All right. They're like a title sponsor. Fisher Skis. Um, they're responsible for this thing this year because they flew in Brody Levin, who is a new athlete. And I was like, just get Brody out here. Like, let's do something. And, yeah. and I didn't know, didn't even click. I think it was Christian Eaton's idea. He's taking credit for it to get Brody out here. And, uh, wow, it's crazy when the world's collide because Brody came out as a speaker for wild corn back when it was at black mountain. So funny, Brody is actually skied black mountain. Yeah. But Fisher was there with, um, bunch of fun stuff their new skis for next year and um gave out a handsome prize to the finisher which brody obviously doesn't need um but ben eck got a thousand dollar gift gift package um i think i'm missing something else that fisher's doing but uh super supportive um all around and then ski the whites coffee company this is so good. Pierre just like handed me a five pound bag of coffee and I'm like, we're never going to go through this. No, we went through it and more. So we had the 62 hour blend, yep. which obviously worked. Got us, got us well past 62 hours and then brought out the, the Guatemala Antigua, which is a crowd favorite, which we still have a little bit left, but man, at some point the coffee maker froze and I had to bring it in and set, um. set it down in front of the Renai to get it back, to revive it. It was negative five. Um, so yeah, give Pierre some love if you liked his coffee. Um, he does such an awesome job. Uh, Princeton Tech headlamps. Um, we have a headlamp to give away. So we have to like go back to lap seven, which is like the first full darkness lap and pick, yep. a, pick a random winner to give away our favorite headlamp. The Apex are rechargeable. It's what I use for night, night stuff. Yep. Um, and there's a couple other little bite the smaller rechargeable ones to throw in there as well. And Marblehead Graphics. Tell me what was happening with Marblehead Graphics, our friend Jay Pingree. 
I did not, I had no involvement in this. You took this by the Right. So Jay said he wanted to be a part of the event. What can he do? What can he do? And he had made uh, tumblers for us last year. Last year? Yeah. Been, past couple of years. He's, he's got, I thought it was graphics the first year. Was it? Anyway, he just said he still wants to be a part of this. And what can he do? He sent us a couple of prototypes. We did the Denali lap, which was at lap 20. 20. And if you made it to lap 20, you got a Denali mug with the last gear standing on it. And it was I mean, awesome. I think they really enjoyed it. So we got those. It, um, it was, you know, it's just awesome to have him be such a, you know, enthusiast of the event to just come up. And he was chasing me down to get, you know, get something done. So it was great. Yeah, I will say the mugs, um, I still have mine from yeah. last year. Last year. I use them. So it's like if you want custom mugs done, reach out. Marblehead Graphics. Marblehead Graphics, easy to find on the North Shore with a lot of our listeners yep. and uh, customers. Craft, they're right there. I yeah. miss them. It looked like it was tied in with Athletic Brewing. Craft mm. Sportswear, another sponsor. Yeah. Who has always thrown down. Big. It doesn't hurt that the CEO, North American CEO, lives in in rocks throw distance. Yeah, loud noise distance. You could hear him. Yeah. So Eric, um, this is his thing, though. He's like into outdoor events like this one. So it's right up his alley. So he can sort of call some shots. And he likes to get creative with the awards at Bubba's. He did uh, their new shoe launch, um, yeah. which we have here in the store. So we actually have some of the product in the store from the shoes, but we also have their base layers, um, which came like a new hashtag, show me your base layer. Yeah, our hoodies are... Our hoodies that just arrived. So hoodies are restocked in-store only at the moment. Those are craft. Those are awesome. Uh, they're cycling bibs. Yeah. Socks. They make a ton of great stuff. And they once again got creative. And for the 24-hour endurance lap, which they, they said... Uh, Send me your stats on last year. So I went through and I was like, oh, yeah, like 14 people made lap 20. Yeah. How many think we'll make it this year? I was like, oh, we have like 14, I don't know, more participants. So if we had 82 last year and potentially like 95 people starting this year, I was like, yeah, maybe 20, something like that, 20, yeah. 20 25. And we had, we had, uh, let's see, we had 20 yeah. at least make 24 hours. And so all those people are getting a craft base layer for each season kit. So 200, at least like $250 value. Yeah, 21. And I love it. He pitched it as um, a year supply of base layers. Yeah. And he was there at the start of the lap to tell everybody, you make it through this lap, this is what you're going to get. Yeah. And a lot of people came up afterwards and said, all right, <laughs> I've earned it. I really want it. How do I get it? And I said, oh, we'll get you an email. That was a carrot most sought after award that like people are like, how do I get this? Into it. We have your email and we have your stats. Yeah. We're, we're going to get it to you. So again, Eric, thanks so much. It uh, It's not lost the support that you guys are giving. Yeah. Can we get into it? Let's get into it. All right. Last year standing, year three, lots, lots of predictions going into this event. I thought uh, anything could happen and I'm, I'm, I would have been happy with uh, 24 laps I would have been happy with. You're shaking your head. I, I don't. You. There's lots of things that can happen at these events. I all I want is to like to walk away and make sure everyone had a good time. Is that too much? Is that too much to ask? Um, 
but 24 laps, a lot of stuff would have to go on. I'm saying if like conditions were super challenging. Yeah. Say like there was a nor'easter that came in. Not that that would stop these maniacs, but right. the point is not about numbers and counting. <laughs> right. I think like right. we get so caught up in, in numbers that like you lose sight of this event and what it's really all about. I'm with you. So you're like, you're saying if it were like the first blackout event that we had. It's if, if, uh, cause I wouldn't want to do multiple laps in that. Exactly. Yeah. Okay. I'm with you. I'm back on, I'm back on line. Yeah, I'm trying to trying to make this relatable into like what what sort of attitude you have to have for an event like this. Because it is like, it's who shows up. Yep. You need two to tango. Yep. Or else you're walking home early. Sure. Um. Anyway, so going into it, I was like, yeah, you can't just keep one up and you can't just keep setting the bar higher. You're eventually going to have an event that doesn't meet last. The you know yeah, isn't yeah, going to yeah. hit sixty. Yeah one hours yeah. and this isn't going to hit 65 hours right i thought that was going to be this year i thought i said 65 hours just i think to mentally spiritually and emotionally prepare for a long time but i thought the warm weather coming in i thought it was going to be a lot warmer on saturday and i thought that warm weather was going to take it out of people and i thought it was that it was going to pull the end closer mm. that it, didn't happen no it felt very very remarkably similar to last year yeah in terms of all these phases, the the, the night, the, the painful nights, long dark nights, the that breath of uh, energy you get in the morning when the yeah. sun sun comes through, and then uh, yeah, once again touching into the unknown. Once you pass the previous year's time zone, as yeah. as event organizers, we're just we're just rolling with it, just like the participants. Yeah. So, would you think? Like, would you think of the event? I so I it's. You know, it said a couple, the first year, I think, and then last year it really came out, was it, I think sometimes, you know, with the tongue-in-cheek, the participants think it's like the race directors versus the participants. Like, who's going to hold out longer? And they, they came in, the the volunteers, the crews came in so strong this year that, I mean, they just made it an awesome event. It was, I mean, I think... I think it went really well. I think the people were happy. I think most everybody was happy with their performances. The thing I'm noticing is, though, people are coming in with a a hard reason why they're stopping. It's not like a question mark anymore, like, oh, I don't think I'm going to do another lap, because I think they've learned that you don't come into something like that. Because we're going to want, we're going to ask you, why are you stopping? What's going on? Do you have one more in you? And a lot of people that come up with the question end up going back out for another lap, even though they, I think they don't want to. But a ton of people just did put in like just great efforts. Like you could see it when they're going out that there was, you know, just, I think they just think of it as just one more lap, not I've done so many so far. I just need to do another one. I, I mean, I, I wasn't around the finish line as much as you were to see some of the, the people drop. I, I looked at it like, oh, you're out. Like, you know, at some point you need to like thin the herd. Like we can't managing that many people is super difficult. Yeah. There's some people that I would definitely encourage to get back out and some people are like, you're out. Okay. And then yeah. Monty would give the tough love and they're back up. Yeah. But, but it's also the, with, with the event, with the weather, with everything, without it being like super awful, everything the event really doesn't start until like 
the last skier part of it until like Sunday afternoon, until it starts to get dark on Sunday. Then it's really, people are in it deep. You know, once you go past that 24-hour mark, and now you have like, you know, 80% of the people gone, and you just have these other people. Now, now you know all the names. Now you know all the numbers. Now you know what they ski like. Now you know their gear. Now you know where they're sitting in the tents. You know all this stuff about them. You at, know, at what point was that? Like, when? what point as the organizer did you think, all right, now we're like, now we're playing. Now the game is on. When it's dark. Sunday, when it gets dark. Second night. Yeah. Because you do have the, so you have the, the, the reasons like the, there's the carrot and the stick is always there. Oh, you know, all right, you got to make it past 10 hours. All right. Now you need to make it to 12. Okay. Now you make it to midnight. Now midnight's not that far from let's get to the morning. Let's see the light again. Then the light is not that far from, all right, let's make it 24 hours. Mm -hmm. Right. 24 hours is then, all right, let's get to Everest. Everest is then let's get to dark. Dark is then let's get back to the, then you're at, at, now you're, again, you're 36 hours. I mean, there's all these things. There's always one more goal to hit. So. And the goal drop-offs fall really hard after like, like you hit Everest or something. Like, cause after that, and you're into that, trying to get to like 48 hours is like this no man's land. Yeah. Like getting to 9 a.m., that 9 a.m. lap Sunday, no, Monday morning. Yeah. Is like. You know, it's just kind of this unex, unreasonable expectation to make it through two nights because that first night is miserable. Yeah. And they're going to do it again, again. in in uh, much, much worse condition. I'll say, going back to your thing about race directors versus participants, people are people were trying to pin this course being more difficult on us. Yeah. That we're trying to shorten this thing. Yeah. And I'll say, we're looking to make the best course possible. Yeah. And if you just want to go up and down the same run, that's not like the best, that's not the best course in my opinion. Yeah. Last year, last year's course was out of necessity, not because we wanted it that way. Right. And I can't even recall, but like the snow conditions, we didn't have much snow to work with. There were rocks and it was much worse off. Um, it got bumped up immediately because yeah. it was like new snow that we just gotten some new snow that was yeah. untouched. And, um, one of the the groomer came and proposed this idea that Greg Howard Ski Patrol is yep. taking credit for, but to go across Lost Bow, the the mid station, and then sw- switch it back up and go up the other side, I, it was proposed to me that that was going to be closed and not no one was going to be skiing on it. Which there there really wasn't many people skiing on it, but it wasn't closed the first day, um, and I thought that that would be fun and a cool way to reach the summit. It would mix things up. It wouldn't just be this monotony of staring up uh, a 200 foot pitch followed by another 150 foot pitch or whatever upper black beauty is. And uh, it would add to that little mystique of like, you don't know what's happening behind you once you turn the corner to go back down because there's still people coming up and you won't see them until you get back to the starting line again. So yes, it was, was it harder? And I I think like, yeah, like that part was, more, more technical, more technical, but mentally it could have been more fun. I think that the course, the way it firmed up cause it glazed over in a way that like it just became so difficult to go on any of this off camber surfaces where like parts of the course, like the farmer in the Dell loop was treacherous. Oh yeah. It didn't look like people knew how to ski getting it, into it. It was Bambi on ice. People like these have like Sarah Kai's messaged me 
have people have these people skied before? And I'm like, Sarah, <laughs> like, you try it. It's not pretty. No. And then going up that high road loop to the Lost Boat Cabin was just as awful too. Yeah. Like, I think Brent had to put in a sidetrack to go around a tree to avoid a, a couple little whoopties that people were just falling on their faces. Yeah. Um, so yes, the course just by nature became way more technical than it was initially but started because people were able to go to skin all the way up. Like Brody was skinning all the way, the whole thing for so long. Yeah. Until he finally was like, no. But you went and pre, you pre-ran the course. Mm-hmm. And it took me 42 minutes to do the course, really taking my time. Yeah. Like. But you came back and saying the course is awesome. Yeah. It's fun. Like, fine. I mean, that's for me. And I think not everyone has that same comfort in some of the technicality yeah. as I do. And that's fine. Like taking your skis off and walking with your skis is going to be difficult for someone that doesn't do that regularly. Also, if they have different equipment, if you have heavier skis. Yeah. Um split boards like there's lots of soft boots there's lots of things that are, were super technical about that if you're just coming from a different background yeah anyway so just want to lay that out there i'm not here to make this thing shorter i want this thing to to go until it doesn't you know like i would love to see this thing go longer and meet the meet the goals hit the records prs you name it yeah because uh like I said, I stopped counting numbers a long time ago, but I, I really enjoy watching uh, watching people push themselves. Yeah, it's but great. I think I think seeing when as on an Adam's Out of Bound podcast, I was like, this is recalibration. Like people see that all these people are hitting these numbers, that's in the back of your head. Like, yeah, there's there's no denying that. It's you know people have cracked sixty five so. Yeah. What's to stop them from hitting 70? Nothing. Right. It's five hours. That's yeah. that's doable. Just going to take some crazy people to do it. But, yes, yes. All right. Well, um, yeah, I, I guess my my quick thoughts on, on the event was like a ton of fun, a, a new crowd, like a lot of people I didn't know or hadn't been to one of our events, I think. And then, of course, familiar faces. And it get, just kind of gets lost. And uh it's crazy to think how many people showed up and made the effort to come out. And what I, what I took away is like people had a great time. Um, no major issues, no major hiccups running the event, uh, had a ton of great volunteer support, had the support of black mountain, had the support of the volunteer ski patrollers and, uh, the snack, the snack deliveries were like oh, critical. I mean, we so had good. snacks from sunrise shack. We had, um, man, Jesse, the last, the last night brought, sandwiches subs and like we had uh sodas we had hot dogs delivered donuts were big we had lots of donuts delivered um fresh hot cookies on fresh hot cookies from amber and that's remarkable like it makes me want to go to like and pizza and like any event yeah. makes me just now like i'm gonna just go deliver it's like those um trail tra- angels trail angels yeah. yeah it's awesome we had snow angels nice um but yeah had such a such a fun time met some great people and no one got hurt and which I'm pleased about. Very pleased about. Yeah, so let's get into it. Let's get into... Um, you want to play a game first? I know I'm, you do. I'm here for the game. I know Just, you do. Yeah. All right. Nine people have done this all three times. Ben Lane. Roger. Uh, Rick. Roger. Uh, Pete Hurley yep. and Madeline. Yep. Uh, how many is that? That's pretty good. That's good so far. All right, hold on. Uh, oh, man. Ben... So I said Ben Lane. Yep. I'm blanking hard. There's a uh, guy. Go, Matt Kowalski. Yep. Yeah. Todd. Oh, Todd and Sarah. 
Yeah. Oh, just Todd. Just Todd. Yep. Sorry, Sarah. She didn't do last year. Too bad, Sarah. Missed out. Jesse. Oh yeah, Jesse. Ryan. And Patrick. 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 Cantaliner. Really? Yeah. So I didn't recognize him the entire event until I, I zoomed in on one of my photos. <laughs> and he's in the who's this guy in this like flamingo shirt? Ready? Tele skiing. Yeah. You're ready for having a, having a great time. So then the the what I call the Hurley L's power duo also have done combined forty two laps and forty laps over all three events. And did you add Bubba's in the mix? Go recon that. I'm, I'm not even going that. Okay. All right, you ready? Jesse Billen has done 48 laps over the whole thing. Okay. All right. Ryan Trot, 61 laps. Witt has done 59 laps. Right. The the outsider of this, Mary Harrington. <laughs> Holy shit. Over the past two years, has done 59 laps. She's been skiing for a little over a year. That is out of control. Last woman standing. It's insane. Attica, I mean, I can't even, I still can't even wrap my mind. So, and also, she gets the award for easiest to get back out there. Yeah. She said, I'm stopping. I said, I'm putting your skins back on. You're going back out. She said, okay. It was, it was that easy. Yeah. I mean, she's, she's a, like this quiet little beast, but all oh. laughing and smiling on her last lap, being like, oh, I guess I'm coming out for more. I didn't know reason to quit. Yeah, monster. Ben Lane, 103 laps. Ben Eck, 125 laps. 125 laps over two two efforts is just like, that's sickening. Yeah. On average, people did 16 laps this year, which is big. All right, I got blown up for this last time. Is this the, the average, the mean, or the median? Do we have all those stats? I don't. Okay. The the median, I think, is kind of useless. The mean's good, but... Okay, yeah. okay, okay. All right, laps. How many total laps do we do? 1531. How, 1531? Yeah, in total laps. How many miles is that, you might say? Well... So and this would be miles up. Oh, vertical. Vertical. To the, to the moon. To the moon. That's 272 miles. Or what? just under 53 Everests. In total, vertical stacked. It's a good relay race. Yeah. That's uh, That's not bad for putting those numbers together last minute. No, I last minute of those things. Cause, well, the, the, the further this event gets pushed out, the less time I have. So I also have some events. Some Not some events. Some... Uh, Key moments. Some prizes to give out. Some prizes thing. Rick Connell, I will need to ask him, does he know what weight savings is? He did 57 laps in boots that look like they weighed a ton. Yeah, well, when you're size 32 Mondo, good luck. I, I mean, know. maybe cut off the toes. His toes? Toes are the toes of the boot, but <laughs> either work. <laughs> weight savings? I mean, just... The engine and the, the, the amount of whatever it is to keep that thing going was just like out of control. It was, I mean, yeah. I was, and, and unassuming. Totally. You watch him from day, like the first lap, you're like, no, no, no chance. Look at his boots, look at his skis. Yeah. And congratulations to him. He just got engaged. So that's good news. And he's also, um, 
engages somebody else who's just as from my short time I've met her just as kooky as him and has like to do big things like this too so Saber yeah she's I can see her joining up on this next year oh yeah um Breck best dress best dressed best trivia with Breck I had a great time with trivia we had, we had our own our own conversations there about a bunch of stuff what show were you referencing Bob's Burgers okay it was awesome. Just and it, you just, really connected over that. Oh, loved it. Loved. I mean, it was. It was I had a great time. He really, it really perked me up, and it really brought me down when he stopped. It re- I was like, oh no. Um, Ryan Trot, just here for the prizes. Trot, <laughs> he got the cash, cash lap. Cash lap. Twenty five minutes and the uh, the shell. Yeah, he wanted a Nerona Lingen Gore Tex. Yeah, shell. And Ben, I could ski all day. Ek. Let's go skiing. It's fun. Skiing is fun. The the composer as well. He had some tunes going. Yeah. Um, he said by the end of this, he was going to have something. We should hit him up. Anyone else you're scrolling through? I am. That is the, those, those, so there's, there's so many, so many things that happen and so many things that I forgot. Um, I want to give a shout out to our Lake Placid boys, the Adirondacks, Alex Goff and uh, Bill Fraser showed up, threw down 32 laps each. It's like they had, they were carpooling and they had to get out of here together. Bill had to teach the next day. I'm telling you, take Monday, Tuesday uh, off. So our, our guy, Steve Larrick, who did the day, the day makers last year did, uh, ended up doing 28 laps this year. So. He threw down. Um, any other fun scrolling? Scrolling. Scrolling. Yeah, I don't, I, you know, there's so many awesome people. I'm looking at this list. It's deep. Yeah. But it, you're right. Like, until the race starts, a lot of these people you just don't, like, really see around. Um. But lots of lots of familiar names as I scroll down, either past participants, customers, friends of the program. But yeah, it's hard not to just stare at like the people that made it um, into that. Like, I would say it changed once we passed the twenty-four hour lap because at that point you knew it was gonna there was gonna be a strong fall off um, after twenty-four hours. You know, Rick. Rick did 25, Witt did 25, Avery did 25, Tyler McCormick did 25, Jesse Norman, 25. So those people all dropped right after hitting that. Um, they did that one to grow on 10 a.m. lap. Yep. And then, uh, yeah, after that, like all like great performances. But, yeah, it wasn't until you really get into the top 10. Oh, Spencer Ralston, who won the true Good Vibes Award. Yeah. Best vibes, whatever vibes. But, uh funny spencer showed up last year and you're like who is this nut job just screaming at his, the top you could hear him from the condo like well before he got to the finish line just like oh, yeah. pumped up and uh love it or love it or be irritated that someone else is having that much fun he uh he threw down this year to do uh he like figured things out and did 34 laps so yeah. anyone that can hit match rick's performance time like distance wise time wise whatever Super impressive. I mean, the, the growth curve on that is good. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I mean, I think the main event, when you when you look at 
the when it got down to once Brent dropped and it was at 41 because it was the four pack that kept going up. It, it was the, the Rich, Ben, and Brody show. Yeah. And I I knew you, Rich was at such a disadvantage, but again, I wasn't really getting a good read on any of these guys, and I couldn't tell what was happening or what they were thinking or any weaknesses they were showing. No. All I saw was like, yeah, we're just out here to ski, do another lap, do another lap. Not one of them. And this was bizarre because watching previous years, it just seemed like some people were just in a rut or like not having a good time. Yeah, they all seemed like they were having a good time still. Yeah. I mean, when when Rich came in and said, I want to stop, I said, listen, the least you could do is just put your skins back on. These guys could both bail. And then if you're not ready, it's just trouble. Like, just be ready to go out again. Don't bail yet until they go out. Then you can bail. But, you know, don't come in and say they look strong. You don't know what they're doing. Mm-hmm. And it's funny because I say this disadvantage because Brody showed up, you know, he's got schema race skis sort of like the jeremy arnold versus ben last year yeah but look at what ben was on ben's on the same stuff too and i think uh, i talked to ben's mom stephanie that like i forgot last year ben um didn't think he was going to make this event he signed up last minute because he was his mom was supposed to get back surgery but the surgery got canceled or pushed back because of covid and ben was able to show up sort of like off the couch which can't be that off the couch but yeah. not not as prepared and this year he knew it was coming but he's yeah. laying out this i'm just here to do 36 laps or something <clears throat> yeah anyway so i didn't know what to think going into this i had no no horses in this match i knew that like there was going to be a, there was a big enough pool that there was going to be two people that wanted to go far yeah and like you know i think brody comes from this adventuring human powered background, but he's like, I don't know what he's done. I know he's done a hundred miler and I know he's done some other stuff, but like, I don't know, but uh, this is such a unique right. format. A hundred like, miler can be like a 20 hour thing. Right. That's, and it's, and the hundred miler is like, go and don't stop, not go, stop, go, stop, go, stop. And I think, but flying out to flying out here and maybe feeling that pressure to like, don't stop unless you like absolutely have to stop. But I was asking, as I asked him in the interview, I'm like, didn't you make excuses to stop at some point in your head? Like, how can you not have a moment of weakness? And he did, didn't like, if he had one, he didn't, didn't say it. it, it it's kind of like the, the free solo thing. Like you just don't, mm. you just don't doubt yourself. You just like, I, I can ski and I'm fine. But like keeping track of them, like keeping track of the pulse, the contestants, especially when they get into the end of it. It's like, I want to make sure they're safe. You know, I want to make sure they're lucid and coherent. They can be like a little bit dopey, and a little bit tired, but they're not like, they have to be with it. You well, know, when I ask them direct questions, they have to answer them. Right. And we wouldn't, we've had people, you know, a lot of people pulled themselves this year, like we are yeah. saying, because they didn't want to hurt themselves. They, yeah. they knew they were hitting this limit of safety yeah. and, that's how most people left. Yeah. They're like, I am pushing it. I'm either going to hurt something on the way up or crash on the way down. Yeah. This isn't good. Then then I'll, I'll carry your skis to the tent. And at that point you're like, okay, fine. I mean, that's kind of like the safe word in this event is I'm going to do something unsafe. Yeah. But if you're looking good and chipper and you're just like, ah, I'm just like, uh, I don't want to do another lap. I don't think, I don't think I have it in me. You do. 
So that it wasn't like I didn't see those guys be like, oh, I don't know, like I'm not coming back for a lap. It was like they were they were committed. Yeah. I mean, Ben's dad tried to get him to stop. And mm-hmm. he's like, get out of the way, dad. I have a plan. <laughs> <laughs> like, oh my god this is hour 62 or something he's yeah, like no like, what did he say what was the exact phrase he said he's like you bested your performance last year great job great job you've won you've won you beat last year and he's like get out of the way dad yeah <laughs> spoken like a true psycho there you go so yeah i'll say that uh if you just look at look at the performances it's uh, a lot of deja vu in these events. Like you get to this three pack and then eventually becomes two and they sort of carry the event on their shoulders. And, um, I thought that I was thinking we were going to get daylight, but Ben, Ben ended up tapping out. Um, and that was a great conversation where he was just like with, with Brody was like, I'm, what do you say? I'm done. He said, I mean, I could go uphill all night. Brody's like, I could go uphill all night. He's like, but I'm getting, I'm feeling a little sketchy going down. I know I can ski it, but I'm just not feeling awesome about skiing it much more. And Brody said, well, we both have our dis- different risk tolerances. I can still ski it down just fine. I would love to ski it more with you, but if you don't, ha- if you don't want to, I understand. <laughs> which is cr- it's just which like is, crazy. They're having these conversations and, like, and, and, I, and <clears throat> so well said that like, yeah. You're in, you haven't like really slept. And I wanted to be like, and there was all of these cameras around him then and people figured him. And I want to be like, guys, they just need a moment together. Let's get the cameras out of here. But I did. I was just, all right, they're good. And then he's like, all right. I'm like, you still have to finish your lap because if Brody doesn't finish his lap, there's no skier standing. Right. And what, what happens if no one finished? Done. It's over. No one gets, nobody, no one gets a medal, an imaginary medal. It's <laughs> <laughs> so twisted. But it could happen easily if two people just said no, but man. Sure. So, but but the, the thing was between lap 41 and 57, when it was the three pack, that's a long time. That's a, no, it is a long time. And I don't, that's why I don't get why, like, I'm surprised that one of them that wasn't feeling it is like, I'm never going to beat these guys. What's the point? I mean, 16 hours is a long time to just three people just be going out, duking it out. Then it was almost, it was eight more hours after that until so you know it was a whole other day it was the three then the two it took a day to to burn that candle out yeah um i I got a lot of questions about you know you should make the course harder you should change this you should do that and it's just like why the course is what it is the event is if you don't like it like i mean don't show up like people like make it make it quicker like i don't want like that's not what it that's not gonna solve anything no make it do this where the last person that comes in gets cut off i'm like then it's a race it's not a race it's an event yeah and you talk about this in the in the interview with brody that like yeah the point of this is to be against yourself and not not in the clock there, yeah. there could be, you know, as long as there's one other person, it doesn't matter. It's like you're just doing another lap right. under it's, the same circumstances. Yeah. There's no loop, no kooky course changes or like. Right. I can do a lap at Black and make it. I can do a lap at Bubba's and make it. How many could I make? I'm like the proxy or the bellwether or the litmus test of like, if I can do it, other people can do it for how long? You don't have to be superhuman to do this, but you do have to have a screw loose. Mm-hmm. do it repeatedly mm-hmm. yeah i think about why i quit bubba's and i was just like 
I wasn't having fun anymore. Yeah. And it's like, it's not that I couldn't walk. I could walk and I could walk. A, yeah. I'd probably walk that loop if I needed to make another cutoff, but yeah. I didn't have it. Right. And these, and that's like, that's like a lot of these other people, they're like, they found a reason to stop and they're like, yeah, that's it. But in that, at Bubba's, you ran the farthest you've ever run. Right. Yeah. So I, I took away something. I got, to, I got to learn the format. Like all these people got to see what it's like to have this limited window to transition to try to get your kit figured out. And how are you going to logically transition and, yeah. and take care of yourself and then skin up and deal with all these other factors like, you know, wet socks or boots or pain here, needing, needing new skins or like there's a lot nutrition. There's all these things to think about how am I going to stay warm and which I bring with, with me. And it's just crazy. It's like a lot. And it's the curiosity of like, how would I manage that? Yeah. So kudos to everyone. Um, but you know, another year, another new bar set. Yeah. It was, I mean, I'd do it again. I mean, we had out of this event, I talked to the groomer, Danny or, you know, whatever he's in charge of like everything down there now. But Danny was talking about, why don't we do a vertical backyard ultra? And not vertical and to see like, oh, let's just go straight up or straight down, but create a course that's as technical in the same format as a backyard ultra, but has like 700 feet of vert in it. Yeah. It's going to be shorter distance, but it's like, would people do that? I want to hear. Yes. Would people be into that in the summer times? We'd we'd take over Black Mountain, go up to the top of uh, Jackson Standard and down one of like the green circle trails. Yeah. And this is like, sickening to think that we're already like idea factoring factoring new stuff other stuff like we don't have enough things going on but it's months away what is it called the the black black yard ultra Mm, nice there you go (laughs) (sighs) oh no we love bad ideas let us know in the comments um, that, I think that's, that's pretty much it. I, I, again, lots of, it was so fun. Like it was really hard. Like the events like this are super hard. Lots of things that go into them. Um, big thank you. I think Monty, like he's the list guy. He made sure that things get executed. I'm, uh, I'm still doing like volunteer roles and a lot of this stuff where I need to start delegating more. So if anyone wants to help out with any of our events, get involved. It's easy to show up. Yeah. Um, get on the list. I think what we're struggling with is more of like these Monday nights when we're out of it to get people to come and fill in when we're like worked full gas. Loopy. Yeah. Yeah. But super fun. Um, ton of media to thanks, share. Thanks to all the volunteers also. They did an awesome, awesome, awesome job. Every just, you know, yeah. saw, saw things that needed to get done and did it. Yeah. And we have like some veteran volunteers that you can just hand stuff off and they're like, no, I got this. You're, yeah. you're an idiot. Let me, I can, I know how to do the timing. I know how to do this. I know how to do this. I, I would be, and, re, I'd be remiss if we didn't mention Colin and his pizza. Thank you, Colin, for the pizza. Yep. Colin, Colin came with his hot honey pizza. Um, and also Dave and Shasha run, yeah. run in the kitchen, just like get out of my way. I'm taking over. You guys don't know what you're doing. This is what I need. Get me this stuff. It was like yeah. a, con- like Dave's like, it's a contest, a box contest. Open up the box. This is what I have to work with. I want to make a masterpiece. <laughs> cooking show yeah it was good so like that stuff is just so critical make sure we have hot water and like stuff's not frozen over because here we are running 
trying to light like light the stove then we get sidetracked trying to help someone else stuff's burning not good yeah um so coming up next what's next i don't even know what do we got next uh we have wild corn no we have let's see this is coming out hopefully tonight the thursday so friday this is coming out friday at least and so we have Friday Night Lights. Next week is the big Friday Night Lights. It's part of Backcountry Festival. We're going to have a bonfire and a DJ, I hope, with an extended little beer garden. Lawson's will probably be there. And then after that, we're in March. Like, I don't even know. Is it March? Yeah. March 4th? Yeah. No. There's something else in there. I don't know. But a couple more Friday Night Lights. Daylight savings. Those longer spring days. Um, and then we get a nice little break before like summer stuff happens. But it's great. Monty and I do a lot of um, brainstorming, a lot of fun events. Like we have a full calendar. We're already getting permits in for Bubba's and we're trying to get a new Sunrise 5 miler on maybe June 18th. Still working on that. There's, oh, the 27th. And I got to talk to Ellen Chandler at Jackson Cross Country about Mm. this. There's this idea and it might've just been too late to do a schemo lap up at Black and then convert to skate skiing down from black mountain to the town kind of this jackson derby she might be calling it the jackson jamboree i don't know but it's a brilliant idea for people that you know want to mix it up yeah. do some fun fun stuff i'm rambling i need some sleep so thank you everyone that tuned in that supported us that uh um helped make this event happen it's like yeah. it's crazy to rattle off all of these sponsors volunteers I can't believe it's over. I know. I was sitting at this desk on a Friday night, all stressed out, being like, we got to get this going. Yeah. Hope we didn't mess mess it up. Yeah. And then uh, here we are on the other side. All worked out. Better for it. All right. Well, here we go. We're going to jump right into this great interview with Brody to hear what's going on in his head. Yeah. During the event, before the event, after the event. Um, And thanks. And and we'll... uh, hear from everyone hopefully soon next year last year standing thanks everyone where's it gonna go i don't know my fucking noisy ass jacket too has gotta go <laughs> You got well. Jesus. Got to hit record or this will never get done. Recording. Good. We're just gonna roll right in. Rolling. Okay. Does it sound okay? Yeah, you sound Sounds awesome. awesome. <laughs> oh, cool. You guys look great. Well, you know. Literally, what? Do you, seriously, what are you doing with the dye on? Oh, it's you know it's Wednesday. No, I'm just kidding. I um, I before last year standing ended yesterday. I apparently committed to um, volunteer lobbying for Protect Our Winters all day today. So starting at 8 a.m. this morning, I've been in, uh, well, it was supposed to be in person, but I've been in Zoom calls lobbying state legislators. I mean, you look a, f- a fish. I'm not wearing any pants. As, as I, you know, that was my mind's eye, but. <laughs> um, yeah, I mean, I, 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 I'm glad I committed to it, but um, it was just like a bit much today. I kind of just wanted to like chat with you guys and call some friends and lay down a lot, but I couldn't really sleep last night because the weight of the blanket on my feet 
kind of kept me awake and uh <laughs> yeah so it was it was kind of a rough morning of like lobbying and talking about like house bill 275 with you know electric vehicle charging stations yeah i can i can imagine that after you know i'm well rested after i got a, a full night's sleep but oh, that wow. that was it for you know, oh. yeah yeah I, I don't care about me like i want to hear yeah. one you know lead this off what what are you feeling like right now one full day and change removed from uh can you turn your phone so i can see both of you you want to see both oh my god yes i I gotta i gotta scoot it's (laughs) we we could we could have put this in a worse spot but it would have taken some doing yeah this is great great audio but monty and i are shoulder to shoulder matching we had matching outfits on ready to go (laughs) at least our hats Um, are matching you guys look good. Okay, good. okay. So, um, <clears throat> I'm I'm great. I uh, we ended. I think I got back to the hotel around four thirty in the morning on yesterday, Tuesday morning, and I showered and I got in bed and I slept. Um, I was able to sleep for a few hours. And Christian Eaton from Fisher said I was very hard to wake up, which I'm pretty light sleeper normally, so that was a little strange for me. And he like really gently kind of woke me up. I heard like Brody, Brody, which he had been saying for like ten minutes. And when I finally opened my eyes. He's like, we need to leave for the airport in like 10 minutes. And so I had to, you know, pack my ski bag and everything. And as soon as I got up and I started walking, I was like, ooh, this is not going to be good. <laughs> and then it was kind of downhill from there. Like my, my tongue and my lips started to hurt a little bit. And uh, by the time we got to the airport, walking wasn't so good. And by the time I got off the plane, or no, by the time the, uh, the flight attendant came around ordering drinks, I had to write oj please on my phone and hold it up for her and she was like do you want ice yes or no <laughs> and i was like because no. um, you couldn't see my lips because the masks of course so then i got off the plane and i almost had to ask for a wheelchair and then um and then i i was standing at the ski bag area in the salt lake airport and someone came up to me and they're like you're brody right and I couldn't say yes. At this point, my voice was completely gone. And I shook my head yes. And he's like, congratulations on last year's standing. And I, I kind of like got out. I'm like, how did you know about this? And he's like, oh, I'm from Boston. And I was following along with everything Andrew was posting. Um, and he's like, is that why you're walking the way you're walking and wearing sandals in the middle of winter? And I said, yeah. And did he help you with your bags? Uh, I had to call my girlfriend to actually park her car and come in and help me with my bags. <laughs> oh my god! Yeah. So I guess you're doing pretty well. Looks like you had a, you had a good time. Yeah. Uh, I had a phenomenal time. Yeah, and I mean it's it's strange. Like my my quads are like fine. My muscles are fine. I'm I'm pretty fine. I like my lips are really chapped, and my big toes look like like an elephant stepped on them. But like that's it. Like I'm I'm pretty fine, man. And I think. Uh, I think kind of like you guys, you know, you can bounce back kind of quickly. Yeah. If you rewind, um, feeling fine, it looked like this whole event, you know, leading in, leading into it, you had a really positive attitude. You were psyched to be here. You didn't, didn't talk your hype yourself up to unreasonable expectations. You just wanted to come show up, find your own limit, go hard, um, and, and have a great time. And it looks like you, you ticked every one of those boxes, um, and, and I'll just, I will, wait, hold on, sorry. but I know for sure it wasn't easy because there would be 93 other people right along with you at the, 
65 hour mark. Um, so just run, run through like, you know, what the stuff that most people want to hear is like, what was the hardest thing about this for you? And like, what, what, like, how did you overcome those moments? Yeah. Um, I think I originally expected based on what you had told me and what some folks had mentioned that the sleep deprivation would be the hardest part for me just cause I'm someone who really likes sleeping. And I think that ended up being the case. Um, I fell asleep skinning multiple times. I mean, it was probably, you know, I probably walked for five feet or two steps or whatever asleep, but definitely fell asleep skinning. One point, you know, that f- there was the false left before the real left through like the little single track in the woods. And I, I woke up hiking up that trail instead of the proper trail. Um, and so, yeah, a little bit of that, a lot of hallucinations, um, which weren't so bad, but I, I definitely could have used some sleep. I think due to like the, the structure of the event and the community that you have fostered there in the whites and like this, this team of complete strangers that came out of nowhere to help me in such a big way, it made it so I just didn't want to stop. I mean, I, I really didn't have a reason to stop. I had people feeding me and, you know, pretty much putting me to sleep. And, um, I, I didn't, I didn't have a good reason to stop. Um, I, I was super inspired by like the, the people that were there and I'm, I think you have something to be really proud of and like creating an event that makes someone who's coming from very much outside of that, that circle of, of people, um, feel so welcome and like so committed to enjoying every last second of it. I will say that you, you said, you know, I, I wanted to push myself to the limit. I, I was just talking to a friend be, before you called and I think something about <clears throat> the structure of the event, it allows everyone to push themselves to the limit except the last gear standing, actually. Yeah, were you, I mean, I was there at the, you know, at the end when you were sitting down, you and Ben were having a talk and you said to him, um, I just want to ski more with you. And that was at the, the end of the 64th lap. And I felt like you really meant it. Like you were having a good time and you're like, I can still ski this stuff. And you talked wrist tolerances. You sound very, very together. But like two laps before that, you'd fallen asleep at the starting line, standing up. Yeah, had... I just found out I fell asleep at the starting line. Someone, Chris just told me that. I didn't yeah. know that. We have video of that. And I'm like, you guys got to go. And you're both like zonked down on your feet. I'm like, no, literally, you guys got to go. <laughs> so it, um, it seems like, were you, were you not upset, but... I mean, were you, when he said that like, this is over and you just have one more lap to do, were, what, what were you feeling like at that point? I, I mean, I, I think my, my first thought was that I think he had more in him and I think he, he agrees with that. I think he just has a lot more regard for himself and his body. Like he thought this downhill skiing was becoming dangerous for him due to like his fatigue. He definitely could keep hiking uphill. Like he is an absolute monster And I think that went for a lot of folks. Like when there were 50 people left, I was like, there's no chance I'm going to make it very far in this. When there was 15 people left and I looked around and they were all total maniacs that weren't slowing down, that looked so composed. I was like blown away that I was still there, but I'm like, I cannot win this thing. Like these guys are nuts. These like East coast hardos that will not stop under any circumstances. And my confidence kind of went down, down, down until there were just three people left with Rich and Ben. And I said, I had a complete change of heart. And it went from there's no chance I can do this till I will walk 
until I cannot walk anymore <laughs> and I have no reason to stop. I am going to win this thing. I, I saw, I, I saw no other way out at that point. And so my, my confidence, like it completely hit a low point and then it just skyrocketed because I'm like, I have no reason to stop. And that's why when Ben came in and spoke with me um, in the tent, like you're referring to here, he, you know, he said, what are you thinking? And I, I think I politely, but factually said, like, I'm not going to stop. Yeah. That was the, it, it was, it was a very sweet conversation between two people being like, I can do it. What's your risk tolerance? I can go uphill all night. He's like, I can go uphill all night. It's like the skiing down. You're like, it's the risk tolerance. Like, I'd love to have you come. I'd love to have you keep on going, but I understand if you don't want to. Yeah. I'm glad that's what you got out of it. Cause that was the case. I, I couldn't encourage him to push his risk tolerance, but I personally did feel okay. Continuing to ski downhill. Yeah. I hate myself. You know, he wanted to make sure he could ski the next day. He said, this would be a really stupid way to blow a knee. And I, I completely agree with that. And I have a lot of respect for that. At the same time. Um, I think that's what stopped me from finding my limit. Um, right. which I think is a cool part of the event, really. Nice. Was there was there a lap that you somehow made an excuse for yourself to stop maybe the next lap or next couple laps? I mean, I know you were concerned about, like, your toes or something. You know, I'm not sure along the way, but, like, you have these lows. You know, some of those nights, like, race directing yeah. at 2 or 3 a.m. when there's no one around, it's negative degrees. How, we're, <laughs> we're, we're second-guessing what are we doing. Oh, I mean, I'll, ju- I'll I'm just going to jump in right now. I'll say if it was a us versus them competition this year, you guys won. I w- you mean race directing versus racers? Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Total I, poop kicked out of me. Totally <laughs> decimated. I came into it like not race ready. And I was just like, oh, my God, these guys like when the first guy dropped at the first lap, I was like, I know this is going. I said, and I think I said it like to multiple people, 65 hours. This is going. You 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 claimed sixty five hours. Yeah. Wow. When we hit probably sixty hours, Ben kind of casually slipped in. Seventy two would be pretty cool, and I had pretty much full confidence we were going to go to seventy two. And having that much confidence about seventy two, then then it's daylight, and then you have no reason not to go until darkness. So yeah. I assumed we would go like another twenty hours or so. Yeah. The um the the. The games of what's enticing, like, oh, it's going to be late soon. Oh, you have Everest coming up. Oh, you have a metric century. Yeah, you know, it's like all these things. It's like there's always one more. Yeah. And and I, it was just such, you know, like I, I started, I didn't talk to anyone for the first 20 laps or so. It was just, um, you know, I'm, I'm an introvert. There were a lot of people around. Everyone kind of knew each other. I was just kind of head down, um, just kind of doing my thing. I like... I wanted to kind of get the groove. I knew I was going to be out there for a while. And once I started chatting with folks, you know, I, I talked to one guy about a sticker on his skis and someone else about our boots and someone else about where I'm from, you know, and once these conversations started happening and like, I just, I just like really, really appreciate the folks there. And every time I talk to anyone, I do exactly what I'm doing right now, which is just like gushing about this ski, the white scene that exists there and how like, I live in a, a, as I've said before, like what I think is like the epicenter of skiing until I go somewhere like this, which I truly think is the soul of skiing. And I, then maybe that's just more of a testament to me and where I feel like I belong, which is in like these more, um, you know, these, these big mountains with the fancy lodges and the big ski resorts here. Um, 
where I live in Salt Lake are not necessarily where I feel welcome. You know, I, I grew up skiing like a mom and pop hill in Ohio, and uh, that's far, far smaller than Black Mountain. But I think the energy exuded at Black Mountain among you guys at the shop, among the participants at the race, among the volunteers is just something that makes me feel like a little um, more at home and something that would make anyone feel pretty warm inside. Nice. Yeah, well said. I think I got the responses too in my inbox. People that got to share laps with you thought it was so cool and um, had nothing but good things to say about you. And I mean, I guess that's uh, there's something to it where I didn't see any chinks in the armor on your effort. I mean, you were making laps, making conversation. There was at one point you're like, I'm feeling it before on the boot pack. Remember that? Do you remember saying that? You're just I, like, I'm feeling it. And it was, I think I was in front of you at that point. Right? It, yeah. It wasn't like negativity. It was just like, this is what's happening. I'm taking it in and we're moving along, but I'm feeling it. And, um, that certainly, uh, like what I was getting at is that so many people are making these excuses to quit. And it seems like you're making excuses to keep going in a way. It's like, you're, the way you're flipping it in your head and perceiving the whole event is like, it's insane because 65 hours of doing one thing over and over and over again, I can't, can't even comprehend it. I mean, I think we started at, we placed bets, Adam, Adam Jabber. And during that pre-podcast was like, you got 42 and I'm like, oh yeah, 39. Because I'm like, I have no idea. Brody has no idea. He's coming in this no just idea. being like, you know, I'm here for a good time. I'm going to make it worth my while. And that could be 39 would have been huge, but yeah, you went in right. and tapped into like 65. And I just like, I can't imagine what it's like to do something for that long. No, I was thinking of it today. I was like, huh, I've been skiing. I've been doing this uphill thing now. What? Four years, five years. And I was, fifth year. And I was like, has that son of a bitch ski black mountain more than I have? I'm there, I'm there like every Friday doing multiple laps. I'm like, did he just pit me? I, I thought the same, same thing when Ben Lane said, oh, this is my hundredth lap during oh, yeah. last year standing events. I'm like, I, and then I'm like, I don't ski, wow. I don't ski enough. I'm like, there goes my local legend. <laughs> Gone. Drummond, I really, really love what you said about, you know, people about making excuses to stop versus making excuses to continue that, that had not crossed my mind at all. And I think that was very much what I experienced. And I think um, what a lot of people probably experienced until they just couldn't anymore. I mean, I think something else that's cool about the format you've used here is that someone who skied five laps, three laps, 20 laps could have definitely pushed themselves harder than I did or than someone who skied 50 laps. Like it, where you decide to kind of drop out is considering it's only up to you it's, it's such an interesting kind of mindset because where you decide to drop out and the way you feel is like, you know, there's no way to quantify that versus where someone else decided to drop out besides the lap number. But the amount of effort exerted to ski those laps can be so different. It's just, it's, it's so much to wrap my head around. And it wasn't that much to wrap my head around before this. And I think one reason, you know, you're talking about the chinks in the armor, like the one reason that it kind of felt, I, I didn't come in in a competitive way at all. And I, at the end, I wasn't in a competitive way at all. And I think that kind of um, maybe lent itself to helping me a little bit because other people had competed before. They knew what the race was like. Um, you know, they have a reputation to uphold in the area or whatever, you know, Andrew Drummond, local legend. And um, 
and, and I didn't have that. I just like wanted to, to see it. And, um, being part of that was something that was really special for me. So what, so what is it that drives you? Is it a, you were, there was multiple times I came in the tent to check in on going on and you were asking questions about your support staff and other people about how they felt. And do, are you getting stuff that you need? And there wasn't really a lot of like, I need stuff. I think you were really concerned about other people. Are you more concerned in general about other people than yourself? Like, do you think, oh, did you do, were you doing this to see how far Ben could go? And then he just happened to tap out before you? Yeah, I think a, a large part of me knew that I wouldn't have to stop. I could keep going. And Ben, he told me probably around lap 50 that he would love to beat his record from last year and ski 62 laps this year. And I said, I said, let's, let's make sure you do that. Like, I want you to ski 62 laps too. And if I can support you in doing that, like I'd be honored. Cause I think that would be so cool if you skied 62 laps. Yeah. And, and I think the same goes for rich who was in third place there. Like he, he just wanted to keep going. He, he was going to pull the plug, but he wanted to, but I'm at one point we were walking uphill when it was just the three of us. And I said, guys, like, I don't, just so you know, you don't want to hear this, maybe whatever, but I don't feel like we're in a competition right now. I feel like we're in a team sport and the other two members of the team are pushing us to find our limits. Um, and I don't think they necessarily agreed with that, but they both said they appreciated me sharing that sentiment because, you know, maybe they saw it more as a competition, but I truly saw it as a team sport. Cause if, if everyone drops, you can't push yourself. Yeah. Um, and it requires the other people to be there, which again, goes back to how, how cool and unique this format is. Yeah. I, I still think there's only one person that can take any person out and that's themselves. Yeah, man. When you said that, that I was, that was way too deep into the pain cave to <laughs> understand that. But I, it was such a good point. And Andrew, at one point, Monty's like, there's only one person here that can stop you from being last year standing. And I'm like, I know and his parents are over there helping him. Like Ben is so strong. He's like, Nope. And I'm like, Oh yeah, rich is, he's like an Olympic leather. He's like, nope. <laughs> rich, is a, rich is a beast. I'm like, yeah, no. yeah, not him. And then I got my mind blown when he said, you know, it was me. He said, you look at him every morning. And I was like, oh. <laughs> <laughs> and, um, and, and I mean, that, that really stuck with me. There was a couple things that really stuck with me. A friend who, before I left, said, you're not strong enough to win, but you're too stubborn to quit. That was that was very true for me. When Monty said, you know, I was the only person who could stop me from being the last skier standing. Um, and when Ben said, like, I would love to get to 62 hours, I was like, sweet, I want to go there with you. Um, I think what I didn't say at that point was like, let's, I'd love to I, I want to find out what my 62 hours is, you know, and, and that I'm not disappointed in that. Like that remains true. Like I haven't been able to find my limit yet and I'd still love to find it. Yeah. So what's, um, yeah. <laughs> do it, do it somewhere. We love you. I mean, if you want to hear like the behind the scenes chatter that we have to deal with, it's like people being like, ah, oh, you need to end this. This should stop. Like these people are, you know, at a risk at risk themselves and it's like yeah they've got a point like anyone that's pulls an all-nighter you shouldn't be driving a car yeah. should you be skiing yeah. 30 miles an hour down a hill yeah probably not at night probably not you know it's like if something happens it's on it's on it's inevitably comes back to us, <laughs> us. like yeah. creating this event and that's something that we try to balance and figure out on our own um I mean, I noticed on the one lap when we started having chaperones and I was like, oh, you guys were probably told to be here with us and skiing downhill. Honestly, I think it's just a muscle memory thing. I continued to feel I, 
it was weird. I, I was out of it in the sense that I was having hallucinations and stuff, but like, I was very much still aware. That's like Monty, how you were saying, I was asking my friends about like, you know, where they're sleeping and how yeah. uh, Tori, like the person who was helping me crew there, like I was asking her, like, how was your avalanche class today? And those kind of questions, like I was still totally there. And I think that allowed me to make sure, you know, before I dropped in that I felt safe and whether or not I fell asleep skinning for a couple of steps, like that's because my mind allowed my body to do that because I knew I wasn't in danger. But when I dropped in and I was straight lined down the groomer with like sideways snow in front of my bright headlamp, I'm like, okay, like I'm, this is, I just need 90 seconds right now to get back to the lodge yeah. or to the tent. I would have loved to have seen, cause you could see you coming down. I'm like, all right, he's going to crest the knoll. He's going to come over. He's going to bang a hard skiers, right? Then he goes into the dip <laughs> then he goes left and he comes in. Then he swoops hard left then he comes in and gives a power slide in. I'm like, I wonder, so predictable. How, I wonder how far off that path coming down you got the entire time. I think there's like a path for you. And I think there wasn't for a lot of people, but I'm like, like, who is that? You come across the knoll, I'm like, oh, that's Brody. And why? Because he always comes over on that last pitch by the condos <laughs> way to his right. Then he bangs a lot. <laughs> uh, well, I, maybe you'll find this interesting. I think um, at least 50 of my laps were within 30 seconds on the splits. Dude, you don't have to tell me. I That... I have no idea. I mean, you know, often I would have a 10 minute conversation. Sometimes I would decide to go out hard. Sometimes I wouldn't talk to anyone and they were all the same, the same, the same, the same. I don't get it. I don't know if that's good or bad. I just like, that was really surprising to me. It's good. We should, we should Isn't put it? a rule in against that next time. If you come in too often at the same time, <laughs> yeah, you're, you're out. out. Oh, I had an idea. If you guys want to end that thing earlier, start making it so the cutoff or like the, the hour is one minute less after like per lap after a certain amount of time. Yeah. So this is where I get, then it becomes a race. Yeah. Shoot. That's why yeah. I mean, it's like the, the, everybody took themselves out of this thing, but you, do you know what I mean? Right. Everybody doesn't finish except for you and Rick and Ben. And it's like, I don't want to make it a race. I don't want to make it so that the normal person can't do it. Yeah. Okay. That's a good point. I mean, you guys have thought about this more than I have. I, th I think that's a great point. And I, um, I like the simplicity of it. I mean, it's just like a beautiful thing to have this metronome. Yeah. That chron chronomix clock tick, tick. You go tick. off on the hour, click, 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 hit it. Ski. I mean, I had a weakness in that. And I came up to you, Andrew, and I said, like, if this thing needs to end, like for your guys' sake, like, I understand that. Like, and you're like, of course it, it doesn't. That's fine. like, keep doing your thing. You like, you know, you brushed me off, but like in the, I had this, like, kind of like how I was asking my crew if they were sleeping or not. I started to feel really, really guilty, like really genuinely guilty, even though I knew any person I brought this up to would say like, that's ridiculous. You don't need to feel that way. But my crew who hasn't slept and who's getting cold and who's sleeping in their car and who's, you know, not eating and you guys who are just sitting there for 39 minutes until I get back down and then you have to do something, do something and then I'm gone again. Like I, the guilt really, really started well, to get to me. Well, and you, you didn't hear my impassioned stop. plea at the beginning when I said, does everybody want to stop right now? <laughs> yeah. Right. <laughs> Monty I mean, offered that up several I mean, times. I, I, I put, I put that out there in plain English. Yeah. I mean, yeah. I'm glad no one else agreed to that. Yeah, we, we can all end this right now. We'll just take the prize. We'll split it and everything. That was the <laughs> second going into the second night, right? Yeah. yeah that was maybe yeah. eight or 10 people left and yeah. And no. I'll, but I'll, t I'll just note add a note on your crew thing is like, yeah, it's crewing is fucking hard. Like being up at those hours in those little increments and 
it's cold. You're going from hot and cold the same way you are. Yeah. It's super tough to do that, but it's like your performance and like how you're doing, like kind of gives your crew energy and makes them proud. And after this is all over, another thing I want to get into is like, it's pretty, pretty badass when you look at the big picture, you know, people like I'll hear this in the shop for the next like month or two about last year standing. Like that was crazy, you know? Really? And it's like, it's a super powerful thing that is going to trickle down to, you know, we had 15 year old, a 15 year old, a 16 year old, 18 year old there. Yeah. And they're watching you, what you're doing. And they're like, Oh yeah. You know, he can do that. Like, I know I'm going to try and come, come back next year. I've got new goals and kids are training for this thing. So it's like, it's a, it's a, it's a, it's one of those things that's bigger than you. And like, it reaches more people than you'd realize. And it's the thing I want to get out of it or, or let people know it's like, it's about last year standing. It's not really individuals. Like sure. There's outstanding performances throughout this, but it's like the event as a whole is for everyone. And it's one of those things that like the person that does one lap is in the same event as you did the same course as you can relate to a lot of aspects of it mm-hmm, to the same mm-hmm. person that does 65 and they were part of it. And it's special. Like, Oh yeah. I was part of it when Brody did 65 hours or I was part of it when Rick did 35 hours or whatever. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. So it's, there's something special about being at these events and, and hitting like whatever you end up doing, you were there. And they're an integral part of it. I mean, not only would it not exist without them, but like when you're at the starting line with, that person who ends up only doing three laps in the end, like I'm staring at them and I'm like, wow, that's another person who is going to beat me or keep me out here or whatever it is, you know? And I I just, I I think that community of folks that kind of comes together for this, which I was kind of, you know, warned about or or told about, um, it really take, it took being there to understand how tight knit that was and how I think meaningful it is to the, to your scene there. Yeah, I mean, every year so, I mean, it's only been three, but every year so far has been like, there's some factor in it that plays into, you know, it was the boot pack one year. The first year it was an actual boot pack for schemo guys. And then I did the math and we realized that that wasn't quite fair. So we took that out. And then last year it was the snow conditions and the coming down Black Beauty. That took a, a toll on people. And this year with the boot pack, but it's like, there's always something. Yeah. I mean, it's it's... And it's, but it's, it, again, it's an event. It's like that, that this, people are participating. I don't see it as like one versus the other. I'm like people are just going until they can't. And I don't know if it's true for everyone, but I also saw it that way. Like it was just participating. It wasn't competing. And I, I've, you know, I'm, I don't do competitive things really. So this was a little different for me. And again, maybe that worked in my favor or not, but that mentality going into an event that other people did think was a race was just kind of interesting because it's the same event, but there's very different outlooks on it. Oh, and something else I wondered is how the general, the level of crewing I had from Abby, Kyle, Tori, and Christian was like absolutely unbelievable. It was next level. And I wonder how um, the general performance metric would have increased or at least how individuals would have performed better if I could somehow have magically given that same level of support to the other participants because it drastically changed my results for sure. And, um, I I have a hard time thinking anyone else there felt the same level of support that I did, which was, which was an amazing feeling and ultimately led me, I think, to be in the last year standing. That's a good point. It's the same with ultra, ultra racing. If if you don't have a crew there, it's so easy for you to bail or check out because, you know, they, you don't have this team that showed up and, is spending all their free time 
to help you out in your efforts like you, you pointed to earlier. Yeah. Um, I mean, and, and we saw it like with wit, like, I don't know, there's other people there that have done bigger, more laps the year before that had crew and this year they didn't have crew and it's, um, it can be, it can definitely, you're not doing yourself any favors without a crew. I'm not saying like you can't have an outstanding performance with limited, limited help. Like I look at someone like Brent that was there who went pretty deep. He was the fourth. Right. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And, uh, Rich, I, Rich had no, at, yeah. at the end, Rich had nobody and I'm, we're just, but he comes in, you're like, give us your skins. If he had the, the, I mean, I was just praying that his skins wouldn't go back together because the, the glue was so sticky on him and pulling them apart was like a real tug of war. Like, but you, you come in and you're like, do you need hot food? Do you need hot drink? But we want to give everybody that same, like, I don't want it to be unfair to one person or the other, but everybody was taken care of and had, I think, what they needed. Would it be, oh, cool. I guess I didn't. Yeah. Would it be great if they had their own, their own, but I'm not going to let you come in and be like, you know, if you're coming in with four minutes or eight minutes left, I'm going to say, give me your skins. And then I'm going to take a volunteer and say, they need hot food. They need That's a hot so tank, they need a hot something. And then your skis are going to be right at the edge. Because also, I don't want them to, I mean, I desperately want them to stop, but I also don't want them to stop. <laughs> That's how we felt too, you know? I mean, we were, we wanted nothing more than to quit. We wanted nothing more than to keep going. And, um, you know, we're, we're starting a lap at one point. Rich, Rich liked to say he only had one gear. So we would start the lap, we'd be together till the top of that little hill. And he would say, all right, see you guys in an hour. <laughs> and that was the end of our time with Rich. But during our time together for that lap, he said, uh, he said, yeah, it's getting really hard. My, my wife left two days ago and all of my food is frozen. Yeah. He's like, I'm running out of food and it's all frozen. And I'm thinking about my whole scene. Like I ski through the line. Tori's putting a blanket over my shoulders and Christian is pushing me to my chair that is, you know, has a sleeping pad on it and hot drink next to it. And, um, <laughs> And, and Rich has frozen food, you know, so I think that I'm happy to know that everyone was getting the, the level of support that allowed them to at least keep going and push themselves. Yeah. <laughs> so we got to wrap this up, but what, what has it been like, I guess the last, I mean, I know you went straight to work, but like the feedback and just how you feel about everything, like, like what's going on and what does it look like for you the next day or two? Yeah, I think something real. Well, my big toes are both uh, a little jacked up, but um, it won't be that bad. I'm about to head out for a run as soon as we get off this call, actually, just to make sure I still got it. Um, I, I, you know, I only signed up for this a little less than ten days before the event, and I hadn't obviously trained particularly for this, but I had been doing something over the past sixteen months or so, which was just exercising outside every day. I had never done anything like that. Every single day, I didn't miss a day, like at least a 5K outside. And um, I did, I think I think in general, I'm in worse shape because of that, because it was like no no rest days, no huge days, whatever. And But I think it did lend itself to a certain kind of baseline of fitness that allowed me to do this. And I think that's why I feel pretty good right now. At the same time, um, you know, skiing sounds, I got to go skiing this weekend and that's sounding like it might hurt a little bit. But I just know that being able to make it to this event and like see what you two have created, like like you're both absolute legends out there, like absolute legends. I didn't meet a single person who didn't just shower you both with praise, truly. And like they all just love it. They want to they want to come next year. They want to buy the gear at the shop. They want to hang out with you guys. And like seeing that just made it like, Oh, like I'm, I'm part of something right now. And that's really special. And like, I'm lucky to have met Monty. I'm lucky to know Drummond. And like, um, I don't know if it's something I would come back to or not, but I know 65 laps will be passed 
next year. And there's no reason for that not to happen. So, you just got So you're saying you're in. <laughs> you can at least crew someone. I mean, you can I mean, give it back. <laughs> I, I heard I'm in. I mean, Ben, yeah, that's right. Rick came back. Ben came back. I mean, if you don't, if you don't want to, if you don't want to keep the mojo going and come back, then that's cool. But you know, if I want to be a quitter, I mean, just saying, I mean, you, you, as you said, you, you do not know what there, there's a BL limit. We don't know what it is. Yeah. I don't know what it is. That's true. Um, and I don't even know how I would know when I hit it. I mean, hopefully it's not hitting a tree. Right. But like, I, I, I don't know what that is. And I think right now it's a little less important to find that than it was going into this event. Cause it ended up not being about me finding my limit, but it was like about, you know, watching other people find theirs, um, struggling through some very hard nights and days, um, and kind of reinforcing the fact that I really love skiing and the fact that I was able to, uh, have ask protect our winters to put together this last minute fundraiser and raise a bunch of funds for climate solutions just by walking up and down a hill like that kind of blew my mind because what I didn't expect going into last year standing is I think how much attention it would get, you know, like I, I do these expeditions to these crazy parts of the world, blah, blah, blah. Like they're things that I think are really cool. And ultimately no one really cares about them. But then I go to New Hampshire and walk up and down black mountain for three days. And people find that really cool. Cause I think they find that the sleep deprivation, the hiking a little more, um, relatable and, uh, and it's something that I, I wouldn't wish on my worst enemy. Well, I mean, it could also be, hey, that thing he's doing is really cool, the expedition, and this thing just seems like a really bad idea. So why would he do that? <laughs> yeah, I don't. I mean, I, I've, I've obviously haven't processed this yet. I think I'm going to have a lot more to say about it as I think about it over the coming days. But. Um, I, I just feel super fortunate and um, um, it was, it was an honor to spend so much time with like so many really fit folks. And you know what? They weren't just like fit professional athletes. Like Ben is getting his PhD in environmental <laughs> sustainability, rich, like coaches, Middlebury rowing, like, uh, excuse me, environmental engineering. And rich is like coaching rowing at Middlebury. Like these are people with like real lives. And like there was people with children and families. And, and like, I just think it's all, it's all so cool because so much of my life is just walking up and down mountains. It's nice to see people that have real skills and are actually well-rounded human beings. Agree. No, <laughs> I, 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 I still, I can't comprehend it. I know this is, this format is still in its infancy with, with the skiing. And it's one of those things that we just, we found something that I think works. And it was funny, Lincoln Benedict popped in. Mm. who was flying the plane over the, the mountain. I don't know if you ever caught that. Wait, was that Lincoln? Yeah. Lincoln, who I skied with last time I was at Black Mountain? Yes, probably. No way. He was flying like 15 miles per hour, and I was skiing with Breck at that point, who was a fighter pilot, F-35 fighter, fighter pilot. And I'm like, how does that plane not fall out of the sky? And he's like, oh, we think it's Rick who's a pilot flying. But it ended up being Lincoln. That's cool. Okay. Yeah, it was, it was Lincoln. And he popped his head in today and I was like, that was really cool that you got, you were flying over, did like three passes, sent us some video yeah. and photos. And then, um, but it was, it was someone like him that said, you know, when we brought this idea that was from Jed Wilbur from first year of Bubba's backyard ultra. And he's like, yeah, you should do this with skiing. And we don't know what we're doing. We just like, we thought black mountain, we use it as a venue for everything. It's a thousand vertical feet, easy to do some math. And it might not be the hardest, like most challenging 
mountain to do it. You know, we could always bump up the elevation, pick a different location or something, but there's something about that place that can't really replicate anywhere else. And, and so we'll see what happens in the next, next year or, or years and, and go with it. But I'm, yeah, I'm, I'm surprised. Like how I, I want to see this thing to its full potential. And I don't, I don't know what that is. There's lots of, we have some event debriefing to figure out. Um, and we're going to like Monty and I will have a different little discussion here, but, um, I will say that like this year, everyone was asking leading into it, what's going to be the number, you know, how far will this go? And I'm like, I still, if you ask me about next year, I'm like, it could be like 40 laps. I don't, I don't know. It depends who shows up. And you, like you said, you need a few maniacs to keep this thing going. And, uh, Brody, it was great to have you as uh, the lead maniac. Great. <laughs> just absolutely insane. Um, and a, just a ton of, uh, I just, I'm just so impressed. Like you might just say it's simple as walking uphill and skiing down, but it's a lot more complex than I think you're giving it credit. Well, well, thanks. And thanks for putting together such a, a great course. And Monty, you were, uh, you were the, you were the voice of the event. And I think everyone really appreciated that. And everyone was super glad that you guys decided to host this and that you will continue to host this because there was already a lot of talk about next year. Nice. I mean, we really loved having you there. Thanks for having me. All right. Thanks, Brody. We'll catch up soon. I hope, uh, hope to get you back East, maybe not ski black mountain, but go out and do some more skiing, some fun stuff. Less. Oh, there's other skiing there. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. We haven't, we haven't tapped into the other local mountains. Um, <laughs> yeah, we'll have a circuit of this. Um, no, but yeah, we'd love to have you back. Do some, do some other more, more typical Brody Levin adventuring. Um, Hillary's in the room. She says, hi. And uh, here, I'll do some bad podcasting. Just She can't hear, but you can see her, <laughs> who was out shuttle Millie, Millie's shuttle service, helping out in the oh. event, oh, yeah. bringing snacks up, lots of, I mean, basically whatever would need to get done. She. Uh, I think she brought me your a butt lube or like the... the PG. The, let's keep, yeah, come let's on. keep it PG. Come on. Let's keep it PG. No, that's, butt that's what it was. But, uh, butt lube. Butt yeah. lube. That, I mean, if un, any... <laughs> unpetroleum jelly for anti-chafing <laughs> sounds a little bit more appropriate. Okay, sorry. Yeah, for me, whatever. She brought that. <laughs> wow. Her, you People are going to listen to this podcast and just come away with butt oh, lube. Oh, my God. Andrew, <laughs> Andrew's got the butt lube. Yeah, and once again, nobody's bringing me butt lube or asking me, <laughs> can we stop right now? <laughs> I, I left it in the tent for you. Did you get it back? <laughs> Yeah, I got it back, and it's in right, a good. special case that says, in case of emergency, hand to Brody. <laughs> All right. I did not ask her for that, so that was her going above and beyond, going back and getting answers. Mm, nice. And, I mean, that's what I just kept seeing. Like, everyone was just going above and beyond, you know? Like, like the photographers that just, I, like, it was day three, and I'm like, you're still here? Or maybe you left and came back? <laughs> or like, I just, it was obviously a time warp for me, but um, I don't, at no point do I remember not seeing either of you guys. I feel like you guys were there without sleeping the entire time. I got three hours of sleep. Yeah, same. Jeez. That's unbelievable. So, but the thing that then that, that I was glad I didn't get, which we said we were going to get, which I'm now glad I didn't get, were those gra- uh, zero gravity chairs. Yeah, mm. yeah, that would have been trouble. Be- because I get in one of those, I'm out. You slept all night last night, right? No. Oh my god! I mean, I, I slept a good amount. I slept like six hours, but I'm still like, you know, plus. 
Well, I, I hope everyone is left like with a good, you know, I, I know I was the out of towner and I didn't know how welcome I was going to be. So I hope everyone is left with like a good impression that it felt acceptable to come from out of town. And I could see this thing kind of blowing up and having people come from all over, to be honest, if that was, if that's welcome. Yeah. No, it's, it's out there for the public and, and, uh, anyone that makes the effort to come, come here is going to get treated like royalty. I mean, I think it's, it's like if I went somewhere to go do an ultra race, it's like, I'd want to feel welcome too. And this is, this is like one of those things that I think we're proud of that, uh, our community shows up for stuff like this and supports everyone else. It's just like, I don't know. It seems like that that's how life should be. Yeah. I mean, but come out here and take Monday and Tuesday off. <laughs> yeah, the, the you're work. Not, you're not coming out here and being here Saturday and taking home a prize. Yeah, the, the, I got to go back to work. <laughs> Excuse just doesn't play here. Did you see what? Yeah, they, I made my flight by just a couple hours. Not that I was gonna have to change that. And I was like, man, yeah. people have lives. Yeah. Well, this is our life. Yeah, that's a good it's, point. It's true. <laughs> it's true. You, I'm just, I'm just so impressed, guys, and like. I'm just really jealous of like the people you have there. I mean, a complete stranger took my bag of gross ski socks that I had cycled through over and over again, took them, just took the bag, washed them. They came back like folded clean. <laughs> yeah. Like, who does this? <laughs> it is, and I, I got to call them up though. It is a solid squad up here for sure. I told Christian, I said, I think this is a testament because he like, he kind of gathered these friends of his. I'm like, if you came to Salt Lake right now to run, the Wasatch 100, I wouldn't be able to gather up three of my friends who wouldn't sleep, would skip work, would, you know, wash your dirty socks, would get you butt lube. Like, I wouldn't be able to just gather friends like this. I think it's like a testament to him and like the friendships that he has. Yeah. But, bro, do you, whatever you need, give me a jingle. Thanks, man. Cool. Thanks. Thanks. Well, Brody, I feel like this isn't the last of you. Uh, <laughs> again, just a sincere congrats. Like, thank you. So awesome. And I hope, uh, Hope you take this little performance, run with it, enjoy it, soak it up. Well, well earned, man. It's not often that you get to do something like in this capacity for 65 hours. Yeah. So, um, you, you finished, you finished. Thanks guys. I appreciate you. All right. All right. <laughs> Later. Get some rest. Take care. See you. Oh, you really hung up. Far down. I think so. I think it was recording.